0: for spring 2014 cd4 episode 24 of the podcast and now here are your hosts Michael and Joe.
1: Hi everyone it's Michael Allen with the SVOPA podcast and cd episode 24 and cd 4 for February 2014 don't forget to get in touch podcast at svopa.co.uk and you can check out the web www svopa.co.uk, and today we've got joe as usual you all right joe
2: yeah not so bad thanks hi everyone good to be back it feels like it's been ages
1: it has and happy new year to everyone yeah happy new year hope it's a good one yeah we've got um, a lot planned for this year it's the the main cd talking about the reunion which is upcoming and for those who actually haven't been keeping up to us we've got loads and loads of events also planned for this year
2: we have. It's surprising, even though we're only at the start of the year, we've got something, well, nearly every month or every other month coming up. So stay tuned and you can find out and join in.
1: Yeah. So um, coming up on this episode, we've got...
2: So coming up this time, we have an interview with Jenny Armstrong and Mary Kennan, both of whom you will probably remember from your days at school. We've also got an interview with Josie Lynch.
1: We have as part of our Around the School in Ten Lessons. It's Lesson 4. And um, we've got Jenny coming back for that as well, talking about Keller and Queen's
2: Yeah, we've also had some good memories about that on the Facebook group, so we may talk about that a little bit as well.
1: And we've also got our new section, I Confess.
2: Yeah, so stay tuned. We've got somebody who is making a confession from their days at school.
3: Why not come and join us at one or two
2: or all of them?
1: We're going to move on now to the reunion on the 17th of May this year. Doesn't seem five minutes since the last one, does it?
2: it doesn't know really looking forward to it if i get to go
1: <laughs> and loads of planning gone into it and there's still quite a lot to go but to give you an idea a few of the changes this year we're going to bring the start time forward till half 11 again and um, mainly so we can put a lunch on for those who are traveling long distance and it will give us a lot more time to relax and just to get to know each other and take some of the rush out of the day so um what's the rough plan of the day then joe
2: Okay, so after the lunch, we're going to do the AGM. I think we'll get the formalities out of the way first. And then after the AGM, we'll hopefully record a live podcast like we did last year because that was really good fun and very successful. I think people enjoyed it. A lot of people took part. So then that leaves the rest of the afternoon for free time or if we can organise some kind of talk or demonstration or something, um, we'll do that. You let us know if that's something that you'd like or would you like the rest of the afternoon? to be you know the to tour around the school and just some free time to kind of you know explore as you want really
1: yeah because one of the things which which i found for the last few years when we have shortened it is you've not had time to go outside and have a walk around the track and just sort of see the building um where the first time i went we had the full day and we had a couple of hours to just relax and chat and get to know people better and like I said spend some time outside so that'll be nice
2: and it has changed the outside of the school has changed over the years little bits of it are different so it is nice to have a little explore wander around the grounds especially if we get a nice day
1: and we usually try and book one don't we yeah definitely the buffet will normally be around half six, seven o'clock, followed by evening entertainment. And like it always, you know, you guys tend to get involved and do things. And uh, well, that's what we'd like this year as well. So and we'll close about midnight. And those staying over, we'll obviously carry on chatting till the wee hours. And we'll possibly have the minibus again for the Sunday morning.
2: Okay, so also this year um we've been offered the use of the school for the Friday night um because last year quite successfully a few of you got together didn't you the was it the travel lodge
1: we did about half a dozen of us met up had a, a meal out together and and it was really nice so it, what dr patterson has actually said this year is we can use the school on the friday we'll all go out somewhere for something to eat and then come back later on and we'll obviously get a light breakfast as well for that so i think it's gonna be a nice change It's gonna give a time to relax more as well especially if you're on the committee when you're busy on the saturday it's nice just to, to sit and chat to people
2: yeah definitely and on the sunday we will try and get the minibus again because that's
1: been quite successful over the past couple of years as well it has so we'll um we'll give you the prices i said because we've got the lunch there is a slight increase and the prices have gone up slightly and um, but the prices this year are it's ten pound for the lunch and afternoon and obviously includes afternoon refreshments
2: And if you're staying for the evening meal, then that adds £7.50, so that's £17.50.
1: And if you're staying for the overnight, that'll be £55 for your bed and breakfast as well. And we're looking for the Friday night, that'll just be an extra £20. So the, the whole thing will be £75 for the weekend. And don't forget, you've got your £5 subs as well.
2: And that brings us on to subscriptions. We really do need you to join um to be members of the association, and it's only five pounds for the year we've we've not altered that for years so if you can join then that would be brilliant because it just helps to keep the association running it helps for costs that we incur over the course of the 12 months
1: it does i mean we've got conference calls and expenses for that which obviously to keep your organization running and this cd for people who take the cd obviously that's something we have to have to send out and so you know please do join even if you can't make it you know do join and help support your organization so if you are looking to come this year to the reunion, now please let us know. You can pay by by cheque, by um, made payable to SVOPA, or by backs, by direct transfer. There will be the details on the form in the CD, or just give me a call and I can give you those information. And I'm also looking to possibly set up a PayPal payment as well, which may be available. So just check the website out for that. But if you are paying by cheque, you do need to make a check, as I said, payable to SVOPA, and that needs to be sent through to Debbie Cullen at 23 Colwyn C O L W Y N Road, Bramhall, Stockport, SK7 2 j for Juliet g 4 golf
2: But as always, if you have any problems, just get in touch with michael directly or email us podcast at svopa.co.uk and we will try and help
1: if you are staying over especially looking for the friday do contact me first because there are limited places and i wouldn't want you to obviously to send things in if there's no available or i can at least get you on the shortlist
2: Yeah because the likelihood is that we won't have quite as many beds for the Friday night as we do for the Saturday but we'll keep you up to date with that on future podcasts and obviously if you're on Facebook you can see updates on the page and the group.
1: One of the main things we have to do on the reunion day is obviously elect a new committee for the 2014-15 year so what we'd like you to do is some people do want to stand again and obviously there's people who are looking to stand for the first time. So what we'd like you to do is let us know by the end of April.
2: Yeah, and also we'd like you to give us a short profile of yourself, what you think you could offer to the committee to SVOPA, what are your strengths, you know, what could, are you good at organising events, um, you know, what do you think you could bring to the table really and we do need that by the latest, by the 30th of April because we will then read your profiles out on the podcast so that people know who you are because some of you won't be as well known as others and it gives you a better chance of getting more votes in the election if people can get a feel of what kind of person you are.
1: One of the advantages of giving us your details early is it makes it easier on the day for for voting purposes for you. And also it means, because some people do get pressured into standing who don't want to and things like that, and we want the people to stand who want to. So um, so let us know. Podcast at svopa.co.uk.
2: So if we just give you a quick run through in case you don't know of what positions are available. So if you want Michael's job, it's not an enviable task. <laughs> um, that's chairman.
1: Or there's the... Member Secretary, which is what Joe does. We also have Secretary and the Treasurer and five, what we class as ordinary members.
2: Okay, so if you want to stand, let us know and um, get that profile to us.
3: Why not email us at podcast at svupa.co.uk? <laughs>
2: Okay, so now we're going to have a chat with Jenny Armstrong and Mary Kennan. I'm sure lots of you will remember both of them. Okay, so now we have a real treat for you. We have Jenny Armstrong and Mary Kennan, who you a lot of you will remember from school. Hiya.
3: Hello.
2: Hello. Okay, so we're going to start off by just some general background. We're going to put them on the spot and ask them how they came to be at St. Vincent's and about some memories about the time at St. Vincent's. So if we start with Jenny. Jenny, how did you come to work at St. Vincent's?
4: Okay, well, I trained as a teacher, and there were no teaching jobs, and so I applied um, for a teaching job, which I didn't get because I hadn't done my initial qualification in school. So, Sister Claire, Sister Kathleen, offered me a job on the care staff, so then I worked on the care staff for three years, but interestingly, my job went to somebody else, Mary Kennan. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. no No bitterness then (laughs) (laughs) not at all no so mary applied for the same job as i had applied for and um she started because she was already she'd done her full qualification so i did three years in on the as a member of care staff and then when steve mccall left um to move on By that time, I had enough experience with visually impaired to be allowed by the secretary of state, no less, to do my first year teaching in the primary department. And I have never gone anywhere else. (laughs) You must have enjoyed it then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I have to say I did. Yes, Jo.
1: I find it strange because obviously when we were there, it was infants, juniors and seniors. And now primary is sort of anything up to seniors, isn't it, if I'm correct?
4: That's right, yeah. Um. Pr- primary now goes from four years old up until 11, and then they move into secondary.
1: And what about you, Mary? What's your sort of background into before you started at the school?
3: Well, I started teaching in Speak in Liverpool, and I applied for a job. Initially, I applied for English in Seniors, and Sister Kathleen interviewed me. And basically, I was saying to her, I really liked you. (laughs) And then she rang me up and said, "Um, someone is leaving. It was Sister Anna who would have left long before you were there. And um, would I like the job? And I went, yes. (laughs) So when I started, we were still in King's Wing. And we physically had to move all our furniture and stuff to Queen's Wing. And I remember I had tomato plants, huge tomato plants that nearly died as I crashed them through the door as I was carrying them.
2: So what but year was that? That the juniors. That was seventy-seven.
3: That wow. we moved
2: right because I didn't know that. I know I didn't even know that the juniors was ever in Kingswing.
3: Yes, we had you know the three classrooms in Kingswing. Yeah, and then. The room that I think is the head the heads to the room. Heads office, yeah. yes that was a, a big double classroom and that was all junior
1: oh wow great. so was Queens Wing built in that in those days then
4: oh yes yes but it was actually senior that was the secondary um, department part of the secondary department
3: so we swapped on one day <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow I bet that was chaotic <laughs>
4: <laughs> it a bit, but it
3: actually, it went surprisingly well.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think um, teach the last person to teach secondary on Queen's Wing, I think, was Mrs. Molyneux or Mrs. Blackburn. Yeah, there. Um, I'm not sure, but some of the past pupils will remember.
1: Oh, that's fascinating, actually, because obviously, you know, when I, I think it was about seven eighty one, I think I came up into the into the primary.
4: You went. You were in our
1: infancy. I though. was, Where I started ones? in the infants. yeah. Yeah, I was. I wasn't actually in Miss yeah. King's class. She took a year off, No, she took a year off in um, yeah. 1977. She wasn't there. Um, we had a Mrs. Hunter. Oh, my... oh I remember that name, yes. I can't remember who she was. I do
4: remember the name, yes.
1: And then she came back, Mrs. King, as I moved into Mrs. Allen's class. And then into Mrs. World's right, yeah, class. Because yeah. so, um, I wasn't in yeah. what would have been, obviously, what's now known as reception. I wasn't in that year. I went straight into yes. you yeah. know, year yeah. one or whatever it is, year two. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, have
1: you got any memories you'd like to share?
4: The, the second year I taught in the juniors, I taught with Mary Orpen, Mrs. Open, and we had a classroom that was... Um, Two classrooms next to each other, and it had a shelf unit in between, which was actually holding the ceiling up, and we used to teach from the gap, uh, that sort of like a three-foot gap at the end of the shelf unit, and we used to teach both classrooms at the same time from the gap in the wall, which <sighs> has now been filled in with another shelf <laughs> But that was that wasn't the ideal classroom, um, divided by a bookcase. I must admit. <laughs> no, I remember that
1: classroom because you could. It was the first one on the right hand. side, first and second on the right hand side you it going up, isn't it? Yeah, and that's right.
4: And you had like yeah. a small classroom yeah.
1: which had them weird desks which used to lift up, and the old wells yeah, on. And then the other true. one had the bigger desks. Yeah. I think we had the hamster in there or the guinea pig at one time.
4: Yes, you, that's right. We did, I, yes.
3: I
1: don't yeah. remember who my teachers yeah. were in, the, in that classroom, though. I can't remember. It,
4: do you want me to mention some of the teachers you that can were do, there? Yeah, because it'll yeah. bring back memories. Well, some people will remember Steve McCall, and then I took over from him. Miss uh, Mary Open. people will remember. Um, obviously, Mary Kennan. Of course, Mrs. Pope. And um, Mrs. Cunliffe, Mary Cunliffe. Um, and then uh, it got a bit more. Modern and became Kathy Gorman and Sister Mary and john Waits and Anne Burns was there. Do you remember Miss Burns? And Mary Wood? So there's a few names for you that'll bring back memories for people. Um, we were also talking about um well, we talk about cooking. you mentioned cooking Mike. and we were Mary, will just tell you about what happened when they moved into Queen Queen's Wing. Well, when we started out, we didn't actually have
3: anything in the kitchen apart from a kettle. So everything had to be basically melted chocolate. And I bought this little cookery book called the Topsy and Tim Cookbook. And I don't know, do you remember Muesli Munch, Mike? I don't. Some people will. That was one of the things we made, and it was absolutely gorgeous. So if you ever find the cookbook...
4: Try it. Well, because we're talking about Saint Vincent's here, we do think the Topsy and Tim cookbook is still lurking in the kitchen <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yes, but Muesli Munch was a very popular one to make in cooking, cooking lessons. Yeah, because
1: I know
4: Right, if anyone's got the recipe, let us know, and we'll publish it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, the other thing we were talking about was just a couple of the concerts that we did. Over the years, I don't know if you remember what you were in, but we were certainly in. Um, we, we certainly did Babushka on Christmas. We did our favourite one, which was Oliver Twist. Were you I in do that? I remember Mike?
1: doing it once.
4: Yes, Oliver Twist on the stage in the hall, and we made sure you all had as as Fagin's boys. You all had bottles of gin and and cigarettes, <laughs> not Obviously, real ones. That's definitely
1: changed, doesn't <laughs> <That>, it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that caused yeah. a laugh. We did Hansel and Gretel, and later we did Joseph and his technical dream coach. But we, I'd be really interested uh, if anyone can remind us of some of the other concerts they did when they were in primary. And I made
3: a gingerbread house when we did Hansel and Gretel, and had it all done the night before. Took me hours and much swearing. <laughs> Got up the next morning, and the roof had fallen in. Oh, no. So there was more swearing. But eventually I
4: got it there and everyone had some.
1: No, I only remember the Oliver Twist, to be completely honest.
4: Um well they all merge into one over mm. the years. So it will be interesting if people can give us some titles.
1: Any memories you can remember, Mary?
4: Actually I can remember one because you mentioned the guinea pig. Mm. I wasn't sure whether to mention this one. But <laughs> <laughs> we had we kept a guinea pig in the classroom, in my classroom. I can't remember which year it was. And it was a lovely guinea pig in a big hutch. And I took it home for the holidays to look after it. And then at the end of the Easter holidays, I brought it back to school in my Volkswagen Beetle. I Nike, remember, your remember beetle. And I left the guinea pig <laughs> on the back seat of the Beetle till lunchtime. And it was an extremely hot day. And a Volkswagen Beetle is hermetically sealed. There's no air in it when mm. you shut the doors. And when I went out at lunchtime, the guinea pig had died of dehydration and that was a very sad moment in my life and Mrs Pope gave me the afternoon off, I was so distraught (laughs) and she had to break it to the class that the guinea pig had died and I'm forever known in my family as the guinea pig murderer. That's very brave to confess that. It is. That. Actually, yeah. Now that I'm near retirement, I'll confess, confess it. it. We've
2: actually had somebody suggest on the group on Facebook that we have a confession section on um,
1: on the podcast. So.
4: <laughs> well, there's mine. I'm done.
1: <laughs> You're a member of the confession club. So, have you got any confessions? <laughs>
4: oh, I was just. Tickled.
1: Well, I, yeah. I
3: remember I... one time. Um, I took my class up to the garden centre at the top of Honey's Green Lane to buy a Christmas tree. We bought this real Christmas tree and we all walked back holding it and decorated it. And then at the end of term, I took it home, fully decorated in my car. And somebody nearly crashed when they
4: saw what was in my car. (laughs) But it was nice because it used to have a lovely scent to it. Uh, the children still go every year and buy a Christmas tree. We've just taken it down this last week. Uh, they always get a real one on the primary mm. corridor. You can
1: oh. it. Yeah, cause it, it, yeah, it was really nice walking down the primary corridor. Apart from the fact you have all the decorations really, really low this year. Yes, you had. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yes, and tactile experience. Yeah, was, I
1: mean, it was me and Lauren Wigglesworth came, and she's quite a tall girl now, so yeah, we're both yeah. sort of having to duck but it was really yeah. nice the way you had all the lights down the side as well and, and not the main yeah. corridor lights so
3: um
4: yeah yeah we always it's still like a bit of a grotto with a real tree at mm. the end of it we kept that traditional because it's great
3: and Maury pope used to we used to take everyone up to the hall and she'd work really hard with some teaching assistants to have it all ready so when we came back it had been transformed into this beautiful Christmas grotto. <laughs> oh yeah, I missed out
1: on You did, you now. started in the seniors. <laughs>
4: That's oh.
3: it. Oh you see.
4: Yeah, you haven't, you you, you haven't lived, Joe. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like some of the moons, like we were saying earlier, you know, that sort of the story time on, in our class it was Thursday night, Thursday afternoon in, in, in your class yeah. and, and you just things you, you, you they live with you forever. And I, I can't rem- remember the stories, but I know if you mentioned one or two, it'd be like, yeah, we had that one. And uh, cause I think we had cooking on the Thursday afternoon. <laughs> um,
4: yeah. M- Mary's favourite story was always 100 um, More Dalmatians and Starlight Barking, was
3: it? Was it? Was it probably- mm, I did that, and yeah. I did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, we had that
0: one. Yeah,
3: and one I did um, one time when we'd been cooking, when we finally had a cooker and we were waiting for it to be finished, and I was reading some of the Greek myths to my class, and you know teachers tend to give it a load mm-hmm. of welly, and um, I must have really gone for it because suddenly one of the children went, Oh my God! <laughs> And I was very satisfied with that. So I thought, oh, I've
4: done a good job there. Oh, I don't know whether you remember. Did you, did you remember going to Croxthorpe Hall dressed as a victor dressed mm. up as Victorians?
1: No, I remember going a few times, but not no, not dressed up.
4: Yeah, we used to go and dress up as Victorians and go and and um, be at Croxthorpe Hall. A lot of the lot of the listeners will, will remember mm. doing that. And amongst the staff, the highlight of it was Mary Kennan wearing a, a sort of a stuffed hedgehog on her head. <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was, it was a Victorian-style hat, and it was
3: called Hedgehog and Slug and all sorts
4: of things. It was not like a hedgehog on her head. So that that gave us a laugh oh.
2: that year. Oh, it's a pity there aren't any pictures for those that, on, that we could put on the group for those that can see a bit.
4: <laughs> there are
2: no pictures.
4: I think she pinched
3: them all and <laughs> But one of those times, one of the rangers took some of the boys out and he had his uh, shotgun loaded with blanks, so he was pretending to shoot things. And they thought <laughs> rape because of the noise. But there was a man walking, his dog came along and thought he was a vandal and told him <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: I was just going to say, so Jenny, you're still working at school, obviously, you're deputy. Are you deputy head still?
4: I am um, assistant head, but my title now is the senko because I can only fit so much into two days a week. So I'm actually the senko for school now. Ah, right. And and Mary, what what year did you
2: leave? Because you went on to Pastures New, didn't you? I did. I left
3: in 1988 and then I stayed in Wigan till I retired. What is it you've done since? Well I was working um, with the peripatetic service in Wigan for the visually impaired so I actually did see some people you know who had been at St Vincent's um, so that was quite nice you know keeping up with old friends. Um, I worked in Wigan until uh, 2009 and um, I now do half a day of teaching. <laughs> Just enjoy myself the rest
1: of the time, and well, and obviously you you are still there, Jenny. But how have you know, things changed? And obviously you're getting near to to retiring as well. Anyway, so you know how's things yeah. sort of changed, and, and what's your future plans?
4: There've been a lot of changes since I started. You know, I mean, going right back, we now don't have an infant and a junior as you said. That became a primary. Um, and there's primary, secondary. We've had I've worked under I think about five, four or five different head teachers. But there was um, when I started with Sister Claire, Sister Kathleen. Then there was Sister Josephine. Then Tony Macquarie, who was the first lay head teacher, not a nun, obviously. <laughs> uh, then Steve Roberts, and now of course uh, John Patterson. Um, So there's been changes with each head that's come and the school has got smaller in the number of pupils. But of course, it's still the same size building. And I can't even begin to tell you the way the rooms have changed. And and one of my jobs um, over the last five, six years was to uh, rearrange all the rooms in the school so that we could all be in closer to each other. In the, on the corridors and everything is downstairs now, not upstairs um, but um, there are lots of changes again um, John Patterson's bringing in a lot of changes so there have been lots of things happening over the years for me myself um, when Ian Byron retired I took over as deputy head and geography teacher so as well as teaching primary I've also worked for about 10 years in the secondary um, Uh, on and off and I've always taught the geography since Ian Byron up to GCSE so um, that's what I've done but there have been lots of changes in what we learn and in the different exams that people do and obviously the different room uses and um, yeah it's always the thing with St Vincent's is although it appears to be the same the same building and doing the same thing we're doing it in different ways and trying to always keep up with the times So obviously we've got lots of ICT initiatives that, you know, and you just try and keep up with everything that's going on in ordinary schools. Do the children
2: still learn to play musical instruments at all? Because when we were at St Vincent's, sort of for my time in the 80s, that was a huge part of life for us. Practically everybody learned to play a musical instrument. There were lots of orchestras and instrumental groups going on and things. Do they still do that at all?
4: They do, Joe. It's not as many. There's not such big groups, um, but there are um, different teachers come in for different instruments, uh, obviously for uh, piano. Flute is quite a popular one. Um, clarinet, not flute, yeah. clarinet, sorry. Um, drums is a popular one as well. Um, but obviously there's not as many um, pupils there, so you can't create a, a, an orchestra or a band or a large singing group. No. But there are, there are singing activities go on all the time and, and um, obviously, Michael, you were at the concert, so there is still singing going there on. Yes.
1: It, was, it was really good. You know, I really enjoyed it. There were some excellent singers. And... There were some good singers because I listened to
2: it on the podcast. Yeah.
1: There were. Yeah. It was one of the children who actually played the piano as well, wasn't it, if I remember rightly?
4: Yes, he, he will have done, yes. Uh, in fact, there's a few good pianists in school at the moment. But then every year you could say there's always a good pianist somewhere in the school, yeah, and there's always a good couple of singers somewhere in the school. So, um, But at the moment we actually have a lot of good singers, yes. How many pupils are there now? Uh, At the moment we've got 41, I think. I think it's 41. And has that stayed
1: constant over the last sort of few years?
4: No, we had a very big dip. Um, about four years ago, went down to our lowest of about 32. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's uh, it's going up good. again.
1: That's good. Always good to hear. Plus two dogs, obviously.
4: Two dogs <laughs> now, yes.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much for Mary and, and to Jenny for joining us. You. Nice to You're
0: um, welcome. We'll
1: definitely have to have you back on again for some other things. It's um, always nice to have... Pass staff on as well and um so really appreciate it thank you very much
2: yeah thanks it's been really good
4: okay and um thank you
3: yes yeah, nice to meet you on skype joe yes you too
1: Thank you very much to Jenny and Mary, it was actually lovely talking to you and Mary was a bit of a surprise wasn't she, we didn't know she was going to be joining us until a couple of hours before.
2: She was and I've never met her before so it was nice for me to be able to meet somebody who taught at the school before, you know, well in the juniors, I'm sure she was still there when I arrived but I never actually met her.
1: Yeah, she left in just after you, a year after you in 19... 88 so yeah she wasn't my form teacher but i was in her class for a few lessons so yeah thank you very much to both of you and jenny we will be hearing from later as well anyway right so what we're going to do now is move on to daniel and he was so kind in confessing his his misdemeanour at school. So I'm gonna hand over to him. And if you have got anything you want to add, you know, any confessions, we've had a few on the, the group, haven't we? Um just send them in to podcast at svopa.co.uk.
2: And you never know. We might realise that we've got a confession to make down the line.
1: We might do, yes. <laughs> so over to you, Daniel. Ooh.
5: My name is Daniel McGrath, and I attended St. Vincent's School for the Blind and Partly Sighted from September 1996 to July 2002. Now, sometime in the late 90s, could have been 2000, but I think it was more likely uh, 99, I was resident in Bridgman, being in the seniors, and I had a habit at that time of listening to the radio in the mornings. And one particular morning, I heard a programme advertised. That was going to be on at 3 o'clock that afternoon. And I really, really, really wanted to hear this program. And this was way before the days of iPlayer or Listen Again. And even if they had existed, my computer literacy was virtually zero at the time. So they wouldn't have done me much good. So how was I going to listen to this program? I decided that I'd have to record it. But I couldn't put a tape on in the morning. And it'd still be running to record this program at 3 o'clock. And at uh, 3 o'clock I was going to be in a maths class. So what was I going to do? Well, I set up the tape um, by sneaking back up to Bridgman during the lunch hour. A little bit naughty in itself, because you weren't supposed to, uh, while everybody else was out in the yard. And around, uh, I don't know, ten to three, during maths, I asked my teacher, the lovely Mr. Baird, if I could go to the toilet. And he said yes. And so, off I went. Now, I had another problem. To go to the toilet I had to go across the corridor, you had that rule of always walking on the left, very good idea, at my old school people were always crashing into one another. Uh, I had to cross this corridor and walk uh, on down that corridor, through the fire doors, past the gym, past the stairs, through the other set of fire doors and then along that corridor past the assembly hall and the gents' toilets were on the left. But I didn't want to go there really, I wanted to go to Bridgman to start my tape recording. So I thought whenever well, I just turn left out of the classroom, Mr. Baird's gonna say, Daniel, you're going the wrong way. So what I did, I went across the corridor and started to walk down toward the toilets. Now, I don't know how well all of you know this this, this area, but um just after the gym, through that first set of fire doors, there's a flight of stairs. And it goes up to what in my time were classrooms. I believe at one time there were a residential group, a residential area. Uh, so I went up these stairs and through the fire doors into the corridor, which runs above the corridor where my math classroom was. And I ran along that corridor and down the other flight of stairs, which are just next to what we always called the office. You know where the secretary were? Uh, by that post box thing. And then along the chapel corridor, down that corridor uh, past Queen's Wing, uh, along that long corridor with the seven windows that I always used to call the seven dwarfs because they got shorter and shorter as uh, the, they got lower and lower as you went down the corridor. Actually, the corridor sloped upwards. But, uh, <laughs> so I ran along this corridor, and then you turn right, took the stairs three or four at a time to Bridgman. Uh, my room was at the other end of Bridgman, charred through Bridgman, into my room, got the radio on, got the tape on, out of the room like a whirlwind, back along down the stairs, and eventually back to, to Mass. Must have been in about five or ten minutes, which would have been... Uh, Good for me, because I had a reputation of being a rather slow mover at the time, <laughs> but I could move when I wanted to uh, so yes, there's my confession of my little naughtiness. I got back to the classroom, and nobody knew anything about it. The irony is that I don't believe I ever actually listened to the program all the way through <laughs> uh I, I, I up until very recently, I still had the tape I may still have it um, but I doubt it will be a very good quality now so. It didn't really do me much good in the end, did it? Why not
0: follow some of us on
5: Twitter
0: at SVOPA? Thanks, Daniel. Uh,
2: that was... Uh it wasn't too bad but it was a brave thing to do so if you've any confessions get in touch because we're thinking of making this and you know a regular feature if people come forward so come one come all and confess yeah.
1: and again with the regular features we've got the over to you section which we haven't had anyone send in for a while have we the um where we just give you a chance to talk about some memories
2: yeah that's it and now you know you could do that on audio booth it's easier you know you could send a direct message on audio booth you could you know if you can keep it to a few minutes um you could do it that way if it's easier or you could do it on a tape or anything you know just send it in because we'd love to hear from you
1: and again your tips as well your tips and tricks to make life easier right well what we're going to do is because we've obviously done the reunion but we're also going to go on to the other events which we've got planned for the year
0: Why not come and join us at one, or two, or all of them?
2: Right, before we go any further, we've got one of our committee members with us. So we've got Georgie here. Hiya, Georgie.
0: Hi, Michael and uh, Jo. Nice talking to you.
2: So Georgie's going to help us out with the events. So we're going to start off with the local meetups. And there are two planned for the same day. One is in Liverpool i'll let michael tell you about that
1: yeah the um they both plan for the 22nd of february so just a few weeks off um the first one actually is in liverpool it's going to be a 12 o'clock start please get in touch either through the Facebook or email or give us a call um, just because we need to confirm the venue because we're trying to find somewhere a little bit better than we used last time, which was the Weatherspoons. It was a little bit dark for some people in there. So um, get in touch. That will definitely be taking place, like I said, from 12 o'clock till we basically go home.
2: Okay, and on the same day, we have another meet-up in Durham, in the northeast, and Georgie's going to tell you about that one.
0: Hi, everyone. Yeah, there's a local North East get-together, which is going to be in Durham. We're going to meet at Wetherspoon's, which has got windows, so we're hoping to get some um, tables in the window so there will be plenty of light. Um, This starts at 1 o'clock, so if anyone's interested, if they want to contact me, um, I can give my mobile number out. Right, it's 075-3902-7373. At the moment, we've got six definites. Patty and Brian Collinson, myself and my husband Andrew, and Chelsea and her partner Sid. Chelsea thinks she's got another two coming along, but we're not sure. So the more the merrier. Please get in touch.
1: And if you if you don't get that number and you want to obviously get in touch with myself, just pass a message to me, and I'll pass that straight on and uh, to Georgie as well. So there's not a problem there. You know, use the normal email address podcast at uk. Okay, so we've
2: got. More local meetups we've got one hopefully that we're going to have in London, but we've no set date yet, have we
1: not specifically, but it's going to be the week after or the week after Peterborough and we're looking at the Thursday, so that would be Thursday the thirteenth it's more than likely to be it's going to be an evening one from about half four five because i'm at the RNIB that day so it'd be nice to to meet up afterwards and relax with a few friends um it may be on the saturday so get in touch if the thursday or the saturday are good you know give us a ring and we can get that penciled in. but we'd like to do that um this time
2: okay so another meetup we've got loads of them this year so get your diary out and put the dates in uh we had we were contacted by kathy rose asking if we could do a meetup in blackpool and we thought that was a good idea so that's going to be in june on the 28th do we have a venue for that yet
1: not yet i mean it's obviously still in the very early planning stages and i think one or two people might decide to stay over somewhere as well
2: yeah so watch out for details on the facebook group but obviously as we get nearer the time, we'll let you know any details on the podcast. And finally, for local meetups, we have Danielle, who's another of our committee members. Um, as some of you will know, she is at university studying vocal coaching. And she has had the idea that she could run a kind of um, masterclass in, in singing um, at the end of August. So if anybody would be interested in that, obviously there'd be plenty of time to just have a chat and, you know, refreshments and everything like that as well. But with maybe with a view to doing a little performance at the end of the day or something like that. But Danielle's got lots of ideas for that. So if you're interested and you'd like to take part in something like that, it's a bit different. Contact us, podcast.svopa.co.uk
1: right that's thanks very much joe what we'll do is we'll move on to our weekend breaks for this year obviously we've got the school reunion in may yeah we've got the the peterborough break coming up from the 7th to the 10th of march and last year was a great weekend up in gateshead so uh, wasn't it georgie
0: it was absolutely marvelous sledges out Father christmas coming early <laughs> No, on the ground, it
1: was wonderful <laughs> it was wasn't it, so hopefully Peterborough will be another good weekend, we've got some people coming who have actually not been on one of the breaks, like Norman um, Sheila and John are coming Jed Jepson's coming, so there's quite a few new people coming, so you know
2: ok, so if you want to book uh, you need to contact the Bull Hotel direct on 01733 quoting SVOPA and the prices are
1: £40 per person per night for dinner, bed and breakfast if it's a double and it's £50 if it's a single. And I know there's still some places left, so you know, we'd love you to, to join us.
2: Okay, so moving on to the end of the year, um, we couldn't get our usual weekend um, at the end of october beginning of november but we have got the 14th to the 17th of november at the loriston hotel which is one of the vision hotels and it's in western supermare now we've used it before for uh, weekend breaks a few years ago it's it's a lovely resort western Um, it's quite flat very accessible um, and the hotel i've only popped in but it is a it is a nice hotel and from what i've seen the staff are very friendly and helpful and uh, michael will give you details
1: yeah so again you need to book direct with the hotel on 01934 we've managed to get a price off them for £45 per person per night for dinner, bed and breakfast. And we've actually done quite well because they've they've put all their prices up again. And if you are an RNIB member, and if you're not and you're thinking of coming, it's worth joining anyway. As long as you book before the end of April, they will honour the 10% discount. It may be available afterwards, but the, the discount, what is available, may not be available after that date. So it's worth booking early if you're thinking of coming.
2: Okay and finally um, we're really moving far ahead now but we're moving forward to the beginning of 2015 and we're hoping to organise um, a break in York and Georgie because she's up that end of the country has offered to take the reins and organise that for us.
1: Yeah well I think that's about the end of our events for once and um, let's move on now to Around the School in 10 Lessons.
6: for our new section around the school in
1: 10 lessons well right everyone in class it's about time you sat down and took out your textbooks and your your braillers and your typewriters or whatever you're using because we're going back in time quite a bit aren't we so it's it's lesson four of around the school in 10 lessons And Georgie's still with us as well and we're talking about Queen's Wing and Keller.
2: We know that Georgie was one of the first girls to um, sleep in Keller that was then the new wing for senior girls. So is that right, Georgie?
0: That's right, yeah. There's quite a few of us. Margaret Johnston, uh, Alfreda Pazusko, Sheila Garvey, um, Patty Angus, Teresa Reddington, there was loads of us.
2: Can you remember who your care staff at the time?
0: Um, no, I can't. I can't remember who she was. But I know. I think it was Sister Rosalie was in charge of the wing.
1: So obviously when that opened, the, the Queen's Wing section opened as well, which I think was about 1964. And as it'll be said in a moment when you listen to um, Jenny Armstrong um, talking about it, the, that section again, um, you, you were there when it opened and you were in the senior department yeah. And can you remember any of the, the teachers or anything at the time?
0: Yeah, there was Missus Molyneux, uh, Mr Fagan, that was in that wing with the library, and then there was the music room, but I can't remember who she take the piano. A lady, oh, Mrs Blackburn, she was there. Um, and then obviously there was the nuns, but they weren't really teaching us, they were just there as a guest, on the guest staff.
1: So what we're going to do is we're going to hand back over to Jenny Armstrong, who has spent most of her working life actually working on Queen's Wing. She started off in Keller and then moved down as a teacher on Queen's Wing. So over to you, Jenny. I'd like to invite Jenny back for our part of our round of school in 10 lessons, just because Jenny actually started in Keller originally, as she said on the interview. And what was Keller like when you started? You know, sort of rooms and that sort of setup. Um, Jenny, do you have-
4: Okay, yeah. Um, Keller was all girls, all senior girls, top top senior girls. Uh, there was four bedrooms, four girls to a room, so sixteen girls in Keller when I started that were resident, and a few, a couple of day pupils as well. Uh, in charge of the unit was Renie Woods, who some people will remember and Mrs. Woods was a great laugh, and then there was myself, and then there was Marg Gaskell, who everyone will remember from um, reception and from the farm, and Marg and Rene and myself were in charge, uh, were in working in the group, but um, Sister Kathleen, uh, sorry, Sister Claire, Sister Kathleen, and then later Sister Josephine had their bedrooms up there, so when I went off duty at 10 o'clock, Sister Claire or Sister Josephine would come up and they would be the overnight staff with the girls.
1: Right, yeah. We had that in the juniors uh, with Sister Eater, who used to come in after, mm-hmm. after yeah. the evening staff came as well, yeah?
4: Yes. And obviously yeah.
1: after that you moved down into Queen's Wing, which a lot of people remember over time. Well,
4: actually I went from Keller to hmm. Caulfield when we set Caulfield up as a girls' senior girls moved over to Caulfield when it was first opened. Yes, so that's where I and I was in charge over in Caulfield for a little while, but wasn't too long. Um, and then I, but then, I, obviously I went into the teaching side.
1: Mm-hmm. And just because we're sort of virtually walking around um, the school at the moment in different parts, would it be possible to sort of, if you can remember that, um, sort of a virtual walk up Queensway, just let us know what's in there now and sort of, you know, the classrooms, if we say walk up um I know it was, Mrs. when I was there, it was Mrs. Pope's class first on the on, right. on the left. Then it was your classroom.
4: Yes.
1: Um, Mary Kennan's at the top, who is obviously mm. yeah. with us now. And I think the opposite side, I was trying to remember earlier, really, was I actually in that classroom? I think I might have been, but I don't remember it. It uh, was
4: the activity room. It was. And it was
1: Marriott Woods after that. And then there was the one, sort of the double classroom, which is now single. Yeah. And then you had the the little corridor with Mary Houghton's speech room. uh, There was a piano and um, and things. I know that's changed a little bit. Do you mind if we do like a a virtual walk so people know what it's there now?
4: As it is now. Right. As it is this term, because obviously, as I say, things change all the time. Yep. But this term, uh, this this year, uh, as you go in, the first classroom on the left is the music room
1: it's been the music room for a few years hasn't it
4: yeah the second before that was the geography room it's my geography room yeah the second classroom is the Tech room post 16 also my geography room and history as well mm-hmm. uh the next room is my classroom for the primary uh and when i'm not in the primary mrs elson is in the primary
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh teaching literacy and numeracy and then across the way in the what was the activity room is Janet Gallagher's classroom next door the small room is the early learning base the early years base for the younger children
0: mm-hmm.
4: then you've got the kitchen and then down the small corridor the the first room is a music studio mm-hmm and then and that was knocked through so that was two rooms now knocked through to make a music studio right uh, the next room is my geography storeroom full of tactile globes and maps and then at the end in 1995 the toilets were built so you have a girls toilet a boys toilet and the first disabled toilet in the school so they're still there
1: right so they were so if you know you can listen to how it's changed since you you know if you were on on the corridor all them years ago do you know when it was rough, when it was built that section
4: keller and the and the primary those corridors were built in the 1960s at the same time as the swimming pool
1: thank you very much i really appreciate your time as well on that one so um what we're going to do now is we're going to hand over to um we're going to hand over to josie who's going to talk about her time while she was um head of keller
6: Right, so now we've got Josie Lynch joining us, who loads of you will remember from school. Hiya, Josie. How are you doing? Hello, Joe. (laughs) I'm doing fine, thank you. I have to tell you, all of you, this is not the first time I've joined you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't.
1: No, the joys of podcasting, it's fun, I tell you. Uh, Yeah, okay then, Josie, did you have a good Christmas? Yes, great, thanks,
6: Michael. And you?
1: It wasn't so bad. It's, you know, it's... Got it not got it's over, but it's nice to get back to a bit of normality again. Isn't yes,
6: Gustave. It? It, it
1: is so um well we've um you've joined us to talk about your time running Keller, um, for your sins. And you moved no, over...
6: no for my sins. <laughs> my girls are lovely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you moved over to Keller around nineteen eighty three from the juniors. So, um how did you find that transition and you know to the older girls?
6: To the older girls it was fine. As long as there were girls, Michael, they were fine. There was no problem at all if I had girls. That's... Couldn't quite work on boys, but the girls were great.
1: That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll let you off then.
6: Josie, could you
2: would you give us a little kind of walk through if you if you can, of what Keller was like when you if you can, you know, remember the layout or anything just for
6: anybody. Yes, who'd... of
2: course I can.
6: It was up the stairs and through a door. On the left-hand side was a sitting room with a brown table in it and two benches, one on either side. Do you remember that, Joe? I do, yeah. Yeah, that was on the left. That's right. We used to have tea and toast after the youth club at night there. And then next to that on the left was a little television room, which we used to call the quiet room. Yeah. And that was usually the room in which if somebody said, uh, can we have a word, or I need to talk to you, or I needed to talk to somebody, that was the room we used. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. Because you went through like a little anti-space first, where the cupboards were, the sheets and things were kept in the cupboards there on the right and left-hand side. That's right. And then Mm -hmm. this little television room. Yeah. Opposite the television room was the dining room, and then to the left and right of the corridors there were two bedrooms each with four girls in them um, and the bedrooms are joined by the two on each side the I don't mean the four didn't join but the two on each one on each of side are joined with three wash basins and two toilets yeah. and inside the bedrooms like uh, it sounds very grand, but there was like an ensuite bathroom at the time. <laughs> but I think, wasn't it the oldest girl that had the bathroom, or did we start to share it and I change it? Term? We started to
2: share. So if there were, like sometimes there'd only be three of us in a room. So you'd have sort of the bathroom, the ensuite, you would have, each of you would have it for a term.
6: That's to right.
2: Make yeah.
6: make it fair, yeah. yeah. And then as you walked right up past the bedrooms, there were. To your left and to your right, two other bedrooms. Um, my room was on the right, and they were they were like box rooms. They were desperately small. Wow. Um, and at my time up there, I remember Sister Carol being up on the left, but I can't remember the worst. There was somebody else, but I can't think who it was. When Sister Carol wasn't there, she was up there, and then up there also there was. If you went straight on, there was a fire door down the fire escape and out. But before you got to this fire escape, there was a heated little cabinet with little wooden rods (laughs) on which we put what did we put? (laughs) Our underwear. (laughs) That's right, which we dutifully washed every night. Oh, we did. And they were checked before they went on. And I remember very clearly, you might not remember Nikki Madison, Joe. So, but Nikki yeah. and Nikki Blesser has since died. Yeah. Um, but Nikki Madison was the best one at washing pants and socks I ever came across. Oh, she her. was so fastidious about it. Oh. And of course, you know, you had to. You'd wash them, and they would be put on this thing, and I would switch it on. You'd never get away with it now because health and safety. We were putting in damp clothing into an electric heater. Yeah, and when I think about it now, clearly, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I mean that brings back the memories as well, Josie, because we were the obviously we didn't have the heater, but we had the sim word and the boys, and you think. Why couldn't we just bring, like, five sets of... Um, yeah, yes, the
0: girls did. We'd still had to wash them. It <laughs> wasn't they didn't bring them. It was stupid, really, wasn't it? We, I mean, I mean Joanne, you probably had 25 sets and <laughs> I know your mum and dad.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I know I used to bring... Yeah, I used to bring a set for every day. Oh, you'd have them all
1: there. Yeah, but yeah. They had to wash them. I wasn't sending
6: them home dirty to their parents.
1: <laughs> the wash no way was I do you think that actually extended from when people were there for like half terms and terms so it um, just never sort of changed even though it should have been
6: well I don't think it should have been you see because I and still to this day if I go on holiday I wouldn't dream of bringing home um, clothes clothes outer clothes I would but under clothes unwashed I still would wash them What's it? wow yeah oh gosh. yeah because i just think back, so. <laughs> they would well that's the order oh, i have done that too uh, but i just think oh no they'll smell on the way i can't i can't leave them there <laughs> um <laughs> It's amazing how, you know, how one becomes institutionalized when one isn't even in an institution any longer. And do you remember the faff, Josie, in the morning? Every morning we'd queue up to get our underwear and people would take the wrong ones because they weren't labeled. And we'd have to run around the group trying to find your underwear. (laughs) And then there'd be some, of course, that wouldn't come and collect them and I would have to stand at this blessed machine and... I I mean, I knew most of the underwear as it happens, and I would shout, Joanne Patterson, will you please come and collect this now? (laughs) You remember that? Just like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the others remember it too. Do you, I mean, you might not have even known, but I remember one night up in Keller. Now, if you remember, my room was right at the other end from where the, the main entrance door was into Keller. Yeah. And one night, it, not often, but it did sometimes happen that the phone would ring in the middle of the night. And it was usually ADT, the alarm people. Hmm. And they were normally ringing to say, um, there's a fault on the alarm system, you're on manual. And I would then ring Sister Josephine and say, ADT have rung, sister, there's a fault on the alarm system, we're on manual. And this particular night, the phone rang around about 2 o'clock. Now, I always answer the phone immediately with, Good morning, St. Vincent's can I help you? And this particular morning, it rang, and this voice said, I will never forget the whole conversation. There wasn't a long conversation. But the voice said, in this exactly how it was, I know where you are. I'm coming to get you. I'll be back and put the phone down. Oh
0: my god,
6: well, and even to this day, I can those are exact words. I mean, you know, I'm forgetful, but I've never forgotten those words. And I remember I was at the far end of the corridor, and all I could think is, Oh my god, if they said that, it means they're in the school somewhere. If they're in the school somewhere, they're going to get to the girls before they get to me. So I sat. On the side of the bed the whole night waiting for that back that end door to open. Oh, yeah. And it was only then that I got one of those um, locks put on the door. Not a lock, but a key, a chain put yeah. on the door. And that was why that chain was put on the door, oh, because nice. of that phone call. Because I, and I went down the following morning, and I can remember, God love them when I think of it, but I asked any of the men that I thought might have been fooling around, a prank. prank. Um, no, they couldn't. I mean, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, but I didn't think about the time. So I asked Joe, I asked Ian Byron, uh, I asked Paul Mannings, uh, and they all thought I was going absolutely loopy um, because I was asking them, did they ring me at 2 o'clock? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but that was one of my most vivid memories. I mean, lots of memories of, you know, the... The girls coming up from youth club and having the tea and toast ready. That was quite a nice time. That tea and toast bit it
2: was it was um, nice.
6: Yeah, primarily because we could just chat, and then everybody would get ready and go off to wherever they were going. And if there was anyone that wanted to talk, then that was the time at which we we usually talked. And that was sort of that was quite a pleasant time. Um, I don't remember in great detail many things. I remember particular incidences with particular girls. I mean, you know, Nikki Mad sticks out because, do you ever remember, were you there with her, Joe? I was. I shared a room with Nikki and we... Do you remember the screams when the she was sick?
2: Yeah, I do.
6: Oh, and you know, I can still hear those screams. Yeah, I remember oh, sitting on her man. bed and
2: like yeah. sitting with her and I remember visiting in, visiting her in hospital as well. So, yeah.
6: Oh, I will never forget her screams in pain. I can mm. remember that sort of thing.
0: Because Nikki um, came
6: home with me for the weekend once. Pardon? She came home with me for the weekend once. Did um, she?
2: Yeah, she did. And and uh, she had a carrier bag full of all the medication that she needed. Yeah. And I think it was you to my mum, do you do you know sort of thing, in a, in a nice way, but you know what you sort of taking on. And my mum said, it doesn't matter. She's a friend of Joe's. She can come home.
6: Yeah, yeah. She was an incredible little girl, bless her. She was lovely. Love little lover. Mm. Um But, yeah, so that's the walk through now of Keller, which doesn't take very long, because if you walk through it, you'll know it doesn't take very long. No. But the memories behind and what went on in Keller and, you know, some of the, the things that were done and said, you know, the teaching of some of the things that had to go on up there. You know, I can remember, I can remember, and I wonder if Sarah listens to this, doing um, Bacon and Egg with Sarah on a Sunday or Saturday morning. I wonder if she listens to the podcast, yeah. Of course, because Sarah and Maxine stayed weekends, and Nikki. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and Nikki, Lily. Um, Yeah, they were all there at the weekends. Yeah.
2: So it's not used now, Keller, at
1: all, is it, Michael? I don't think it's not. It's closed down, I think, about three years ago. Mm. Um, there is talk of it being reopened as sort of a spare spare accommodation for like, visiting students and oh, and, right. and maybe for other other things. So we, um, you know, if that happens, it'll we'll need be more beds. The reunion, which will always be a good thing. But right. I know um, Dr. Passon is is looking at reopening at least parts of it uh, oh, as nice. spare accommodation. So, Because
2: um, it's quite a strange experience when you walk around Keller. Now, when I walk around with Sarah and Mo um, the, for the first time, and, and it was really quite surreal. Just, yeah, it just felt really strange.
1: Because I know a couple of years ago we've used it for the reunion, and it's not somewhere I've ever actually stayed.
6: Well, but, you, you know, wouldn't do.
1: Well, I meant on a reunion, because obviously oh. people... You know, <laughs> You're sleeping where? you wouldn't bum. have been invited. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have let me anywhere near that. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I know quite a few people stayed there at reunions, but obviously that's now, now closed. But hopefully it'll, you know, as the school exp- expands, because um, it has got more students now than it had a few years ago, so you never know. It may one day reopen properly.
2: Do you remember the care staff that works with you, Josie?
6: Do you I remember do you remember Nora Hornby? I do, yeah. Yeah. Do you know she died, don't you? No. Yeah, she died some years ago. Her husband oh, died, you. John. Right. I remember she had two boys, um, Timothy and Simon. She was always talking about Timothy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. yes. um and then of course after Nora it was Mary, who I uh, Mary Appleton, who I am still in obviously oh, Mary and she was I. lovely. Lovely, yeah, and always have been I mean we've been friends. Since she came and continued to be best friends, Mary and I, and speak most days. She um, was so gentle. She was just a really, I just remember her being this kind of gentle woman, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah very yeah, nice. Yeah, she was lovely. And there was Mrs. Um, Burke as well, I think. Was it Mrs. Burke? Was she up No, she wasn't up there.
2: I thought she was. At time. Maybe not a lot, but I thought she it's was from time really, to time. No, was
6: she? And I don't think she was, I don't think Josie was up there. Um, she certainly was with me, but I didn't think she was up there. She worked with Sister Anne. Did she? Unless she came mm. up occasionally just to... Well, she might have done, yeah. Yeah, because um, I do remember, and there's no other reason why yeah. I remember her, I think. I, I don't know. I remember Josie being with me, actually. But, um, I do remember her being, I mean, I knew her, I knew her well, but... I can't remember if she worked with me, although she did. But she worked with me over the other side when I had Lee Goulding, bless her, who has also since died. Um, but that was over in Caulfield. Mm. Um, but I'm sure the you know if you get a response to this, the girls themselves will tell you far more and many stories. Than I can
1: even remember. Well, that's one of the things we've found, isn't it? Is we've done, especially when like we covered the dining room area, that one section brought back loads of memories, and yeah. especially from like yeah. the 60s or even some history. So I think, yeah. you know, from the Keller and the Queen's Wing sections, which we're obviously doing, um, I think we will get some really good responses. So yeah, yeah. email in, you know, podcastsvopa.co.uk.
6: I wonder if Carol Cross ever listens to these. Do you remember Carol? I do. She used to wash her hair in person. That's why I wonder if she (laughs) washes it. I I would love to know if she listens because. uh, And if you do, Carol, remember the trouble you caused me is all I can say about that blessed soap powder. Yeah. She washed her hair.
0: She did.
6: Uh, I'd love to know if she remembers and if she listens. Well, if anybody's in touch with Carol, let us know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that was so great, great I mean, Alicia and Janet. Alicia and Janet. I wonder if Janet mums, Alicia Hassel, yeah. Yeah, I never hear from any of them. We've no contact with them at all. It would be nice if somebody had contact with them. It would. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Uh, especially if they could come back to a reunion. That would be brilliant. Yeah. You know, to, just to see them again, um, would be lovely. Yeah. Can you remember who did you um, stay with Keller all the way through? Then, Josie, or did you? No, I then had. I was then moved back down to a mixed group in the in Coalfield, but I can't remember when that was. I mean, I left in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, that's right. I was there twenty three years. I left in nineteen ninety three in February. Um, but prior to that I moved down I can't remember why, but Sister Josephine needed me back down in Keller and Caulfield that was a MX group. So right. I didn't stay with him right the way through, no. And I can't think who took over from me up there, was he? Who took over from me in Keller, I wonder? There's another conundrum for the girl. Yeah, anyone who knows <laughs> get in trouble. <laughs> Rose right. the um, question. Exactly. There's more questions than answers on this interview.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can you remember, here's a question for you, and you might not remember Can you remember who were the last group of girls that you looked after in Keller before you moved
6: to Caulfield? No. I remember the girls. I remember the names. But, like, you lose, as you get older, or as I get older, I lose what years anyone was in. I was talking to someone, funny enough, the other day, um, named David Patterson, who was at St. Vincent's in the seniors. But I can't place him, but then that's not surprising, really. Um, but you lose what years people were in, who they were yeah. with. I can remember, funny enough, I remember your year and Maxine and Madeline, and um, because, I mean, Madeline had gone before you came. Yeah. But um, Adele, Gemma's. I remember Nikki Mad, Nikki Lily. Uh, I can remember the names, but I can't place them in the years. There was some lovely Karina Randolphy, Susan Hedges, Susan, there was another Susan we had who's now working here at St. Helens. I mean, there's loads of them, but I can't place them in any years. No, no. Very good. That's gone from the memory, I'm afraid.
0: Um, Yeah,
6: yeah. some good times in Keller really, parties and things, Christmas parties. Yes, it, and we did Chris Crindle. We did. Do yeah. you remember Chris Crindle? Oh, I do, hiding presents yep. all round the group That's for right. people <laughs> yeah. Did you do Chris Crindle, Michael?
1: We didn't, no, we were boring. <laughs> no,
6: <laughs> boys didn't do anything like that. No,
1: but it's <laughs> amazing how that has been really spoken about on the Christmas podcast for the last two years, hasn't it? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah.
6: such a big part of our Christmas really. Yeah, Chris Kringle. And I know you weren't there, but in the when we were in Bridgeman, um and I I put this on um the S V P A web thing, um, about the Carols by Candlelight, because that was a big thing at um for the junior girls and they really, really worked hard on that. They were fabulous. They were absolutely brilliant on it. Um, that was Heidi and Edel and Gemma and all of them again. Um that and they really did work very hard on that. Tanya Hop- Tanya Price is another one that was involved in. That, I'm pretty sure Tanya was involved in um, Rachel Force. It's amazing our name has come back to you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the story of Keller. There's lots of other stories, but I can't remember them. But I'm hoping other people will, and that I can then read about them. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's oh, brilliant. Thanks,
1: Joseph. Oh, thank you. You've, I mean, you reminded me of a lot of people, and I didn't know really, you. Like anything, you know your own groups. You know the lads, especially if you the boarders and stuff. You don't know a lot of the girls. Some yeah. of the names you've mentioned, yeah, I remember them, or I remember the name. And it's, it's it's just bring, brings back so many memories, and obviously you will spark so many memories in, in the pupils who listen to this as well. well.
6: That'll be good, because then they can tell me what I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> And I hope to see them all, or see many of you, um, at the reunion on the 17th of May. Well, thanks very much, Josie. It's been brilliant.
5: You're all. very welcome.
6: It's my pleasure to share my lack of memory with you, Josie.
1: <laughs> 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 it has. It's been great. I and mean, it's always nice to catch up with you as well. So, um,
6: Thank you very much, Michael. You take care.
1: And you too. Bye for now. Well, thanks very much to both Jenny and to Josie. It was lovely talking to you. I mean, I remember being in Jenny's class for a, num- you know, a number of years and in the junior. So it was lovely to hear from you again and obviously Josie and you knew Josie really well as well, didn't you, Joe? So
2: I did. Yeah, she was the first. when I went to Saint Vincent's, um, She looked after me from day one and uh, right up and well for three years actually. So yeah, she's really really good. Okay, so that's been a really interesting lesson, I think. Um, We've had loads of people contribute to a thread on the Facebook group, so if you're interested in hearing more about people's memories of Keller and Queen's Wing, pop along to the group and uh, have a read. It really does make interesting reading. So thanks to everybody who took part in that, and thanks for all your memories.
1: It's great. And so you can go on to your next lesson now, so um, we'll speak to you at the next one. (laughs) actually comes to the end of episode 24 or cd4 whichever one you want to call it of the SPOPA podcast been a pleasure to be with you all again and we'd like to give a special thanks to all the people who've taken part
2: yeah it's been a really good episode lots of memories and lots of different people to chat to so um thanks and uh, okay so all that it remains for us to do is give you the all important contact details as always
1: so you can contact us at podcast at svopa.co.uk
2: you can find us on facebook just search svopa there's a page where you'll find information and updates on what's happening at any given time and there's the group where it's more for discussion and memories and general chit chat
1: you can follow us on twitter at svopa and also on audio at svopa again
2: and we have the website which is www.svopa.co.uk and that's been worked on as we speak but hopefully we'll have a good website for you to browse around very soon.
1: You should, if you've received the CD, receive one of the booking forms and a small newsletter of upcoming things as well. So um, please take a read of that. One thing what's really important is it does cost a lot of money to send the cds out every year and what we want to be doing is getting them to the people who who basically want them as in our past pupils so if you do receive that if you can just drop a quick phone call or a quick email or a message on facebook to us just so we know that you have received it and so that we can keep our records up to date and we don't remove anyone who wants it
2: and on the other hand, if you don't need the CD, if you're happy to listen to the podcast and use that as your resource, then just, you know, let us know that you don't need it because that's a way of the association saving money or making sure that somebody else gets the CD instead.
1: You can contact me direct on 07930 or my landline is 0161 287 1841. And as you may be sending information in for future podcasts my address is number three consort avenue royton oldham ol2 5se and so said get in touch and don't forget to contact me if you are thinking of staying overnight for the reunion so that we can make sure you have got a place and before you send your money in we may be able to offer online booking this year as well just as a little thing to to mention to you And for those who want to stay on the Friday night, it will actually be £20 for the Friday. So um, we'll sort that out as well. Um, So just get in touch because those places are very limited. So until next time, speak to you again. Yeah,
2: thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to Georgie, who's still with us. Thanks, Georgie, for joining us.
0: You're quite welcome Good night God
2: bless everyone So thanks very much And don't forget If you want to get in touch Podcast at svopa.co.uk There's the over to you section There's the confessions section And anything else If you want to take part Or you've got some memories Let us know And uh, we shall see you next month For episode 25
1: Bye 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 Bye